Right, we're back. How are you doing, gents? Dan, how are you doing? Sensational, mate. How are you? Very tired, but holding on in, just watching the markets rip me a new one. How are yourself, Jerry? Yeah, good. Uh, Singapore was great. It was cool to hang with you guys. Um, my liver took serious amounts of damage. They ended up picking <laughs> up a bug. Pretty sure it wasn't COVID, but it's good to be back. I'm hearing those nasty words go around a lot recently. Yeah. The C, the C word. But um, what's, what takeaways did we get from the conference? <laughs> well, you, mean, you mean when we weren't uh, absolutely um, socializing uh, with, with, with friends? <laughs> what, did, what did we take away? Well, like, on a serious note, it, it was a really good event. And it was really cool to like see a lot of things that we don't get exposure to because we're degenerates and we're in like almost like a completely different uh, area of crypto so it's really cool to see a lot of and this is what really surprised me a lot of you can call them web 2 or, or trad fire businesses and you know establishments uh, establishments that were there so you had like the uh, nasdaq had a stand there google cloud had a stand there uh tencent uh, alibaba and uh, I know as much of a LARP as Arthur is, and he was literally just there to like pump his Filecoin bags. Um, <laughs> he, he did make a good point about like decentralized storage um, and versus something like uh, um, AWS or, you know, the, the cloud there, like more of a decentralized version of it. So that was kind of like one of the big takeaways um, for me. Another massive takeaway was, you know, the projects that are going to go to zero because they had the most gorgeous gorgeous booth babes and there was a picture that a guy tagged me in on uh, on twitter and it was those really hot anime girls there's probably about 16 of them they were shilling a qr code just on the inside of their thigh so people could like you know scan it and like um you know interact with them or whatever but it, it was really interesting to see it's really it was so funny I think Mark yeah i think I think I totally agree with Dan on, on what it is that he's saying. And it's, it's like really cool to see that there is this whole interest. And then I, I actually had a call with someone this morning who mentioned to me that that Google's actually quite interested in getting involved in kind of like the node gap. And that's desperately needed in the space. You know, there's, there's, you know, Chainlink basically controls everything, um, which is fine for Chainlink, but it's not really fine. I think for the, for the ecosystem as a whole, particularly DeFi, we need more players. And it was really cool to hear that, like Google's Google wants to get involved in that. They're obviously seeing the value. So, um, yeah, they were playing. I think Bloomberg was there as well. Um, you know, a couple of other big players, big ecosystems. Guys, th that whole event is ridiculous. You know, it's like it really does give you an insight into how Asia has positioned itself as kind of like the main instigator in this whole thing and player um you know the us is definitely sleeping at the wheel and probably also drinking way too much behind the wheel as well <laughs> um the other thing is though that my feeling was that a lot of those protocols that were on display and kind of like a ratio of the more booth babes the, the more chance of failure i think that does apply in this case and i also got the feeling that like you know 75 percent of those protocols just freaking scams you know like just something's not really like right but it's still reassuring to see that there is still a lot of really cool innovation going down 
Um, I saw some really cool games. I uh, didn't like spend enough time, but I did see some super cool games that that like got my attention as we were kind of like traveling through the whole space. Um, and hopefully next cycle we actually get to see real games that real people are playing, and it's not just about you know how much money can we make, but let's see you know how creative this thing can be and and how it can grow. You know as a narrative. I do. I yeah, just want to do like a of... quick shout out. A very quick shout yeah, out to uh, uh, to everybody that actually put the time and effort to put on Token Twenty Forty Nine because it was a massive event across multiple floors. And from my viewpoint, uh, which was on the floor most of it because uh, I couldn't stand, uh, obviously had like a foot injury. Duh. Um, it was it was it was run flawless. Like the, the facilities there were great. Um, you know, the food and beverages came out on time, and even like because we were obviously dealing with someone like the PR companies uh, behind the scenes as well. And literally, like, we generally had a flawless experience. And I saw, like, a few noobs, like, having a moan at some of the PR girls um, because something wasn't quite right in, in his mind when it actually was. Um, but, you know, the abuse that they got was definitely not deserved. Um, but just a massive shout-out to them for doing such a good job. Yeah, coordinating 10,000 people in over the course of a couple of days is, is you know, very, very impressive and so well-delivered. And the beers on the closing night were kept flowing a little bit too much. <laughs> Oops. But yeah, what did the, you um, think, uh, Grant? What were your thoughts around it? I think I said I don't know if I said it off air, but I I said it, I've said it this week previously. So repeat. Apologies if I'm repeating myself, but it's strange how there's the 2017 alumni with the largest booths still, because they obviously raised a fuck ton of ETH and ETH went up so much. Like the raise in and of itself was ridiculous, but then the price increase of ETH off the back of that is also ridiculous. So you've seen the likes of Neo and just a lot of ridiculous projects that I think are probably just going to turn into marketing companies and make out that they're doing something. And because you can't, like as an investor or someone who's put money in, as long as they're doing something, like you can't get arrested for incompetence. So they have to be seen to be shown face, I think. So um, maybe you can get arrested for incompetence, particularly in Singapore. Singapore's quite strict. <laughs> maybe you could. Um, but yeah, that was weird to see that. Luca from Pudgy Penguins kind of blew me away. And other than that, Smokey the Bearer might come across as silly online, but he's very, very smart. <laughs> as his papa. So but yeah, it was just good to see everyone gets get, like we we got the team together for the first time. A few of us had met separately, but it was good. But next time we're going to fucking Bogota or some shit like that, we're going to a little bit more degenerate place and we'll host another blockmate side event wherever we are. And by that time as well, uh, it'll be LARP holder access for that. So look forward to that one. So what's been happening this week? Uh, I know that you guys did Good Morning DJ and you came on and you were like, dude, there's nothing going on. Like, looked everywhere. It's a fucking barren <laughs> wasteland. I was fucking pulling the sofa up and looking under the cushions. I just couldn't find anything. The, the funniest thing we found were SBF's... Um, 
like chat records and his emails. Vinny, shut up. Um, whereas his dad wasn't happy with his 200 grand a year salary, so he CC'd his mom in to make it better and put him up to a million. <laughs> so, it's a, and the other funny thing is that orange juice futures are at all time highs because of a drought in California and a shortage of orange juice production. But Insane. that's that's about as great good as the week's been. It's been very, very flat. <laughs> I like, it's been I weird, isn't it? It has been weird, but you know what, guys? I mean, there is there is actually something going on. Um, there's the hash first. I mean, you know, our good friend Andrew Saunders. Yeah, there we go. Look there, he's wearing the cap. Probably one of the best looking snapbacks that uh, Token Twenty Forty Nine. Oh, I thought you're going to pay me a compliment then. It's the I'm going to no, say you... like you know the, the most the most ha- handsome looking degenerate. He definitely is the most handsome degenerate that I know, with the, oh, definitely thanks. the most handsome cap that 2049 <laughs> produced. So, they, so, I mean, that's actually a pretty cool story because, I mean, obviously, Andrew used to work for Arbitrum. Uh, he was hired by the Hashverse crew. Um, just please excuse my wife as she walks past. I think she waved. Um, and he took on the PR kind of marketing role and... Um, we met Andrew in, in, in Singapore. It was great. Like, just such a class act, dude. And, yeah, I mean, it's just been really cool to see, like, Hash First just in the depths of the bear market launching, um, kind of gamifying the decks that is um, Hash. What's it? Not Hash First. It's Hash Dex. Hash Flow. Hash Flow. Hash Flow Dex, correct. Um, and... Essentially, you can form allegiances and allegiances fight one another. You do a whole lot of tasks. You can earn uh, drops, which allow you to kind of level up in battle. And we're coming off to those filthy donkeys. We are going to absolutely fucking wreck you, boys. You see how I'm staring in the camera? I'm looking at you. Yeah. Yeah, you Lambo. Yeah. Noodles. You see that? Mmm. Come for yourself. Yeah, so we've got a bit of a vendetta going on with the donkeys at the minute because they're the only one that are coming close to us. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I think it's brilliant. Like the way they've done it is absolutely incredible. I think we've got a we've got a podcast from Tibor who's on the team. Who's if you want to search for that to kind of get a bit of a in depth um, explanation of what it actually is. But go and just go and have a look at it. If you're holding a lap quest for lap badge one, you're you can join our allegiance as well. And then go and kick some donkeys around, and then, yeah, we can't let those we cannot let those donkeys win. So we'll have to do everything in our power to, to make that happen. Because what, what? If they win, they're when just going to fucking torture us for the rest of our lives. So we just can't let it happen. I mean, I think I mean we've got more cool firepower like, than them. When we first like uh, spoke to like uh, Taboo about it, the whole like premises of like the hashverse is they're uh, aiming to create like a gamified DAO. And it's going to be very interesting to see where what we're doing right now, where we're doing like a big battle royale, where we're just going to go like poon some noobs, where it evolves uh, from there. And then, you know, will we be like, you know, the founding forefathers of the hash first? And we're the ones that control maybe like a specific piece of land or like an area and then we can invade each other. You know, whoever invades wins and gets most influence on the vote that then goes on to hash flow and, you know... If there's ever a blockmate's coin, which there never ever will be, 
you know, we can go pump our coin on there, which there obviously never will be. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been very interesting. And what's really cool is like, this is brought the fun back into crypto, at least for me anyway. Um, just playing with the characters, you know, having some LARP. And if if you want like a little bit alpha, like jump in the hash rate Discord, go into the smack talk, because it is literally donkeys versus block mates. The pudgy penguins, uh, the campi pandas, the mushrooms, everyone else. Uh, there's even like, this, I didn't even realize there was more apes than just us, but there's another like, breed of ape that's supposed to be like somewhere in the hash verse nowhere to be seen it is literally nah, just we'll, us we'll versus them. the donkeys so we're going to be raping and pillaging the donkeys land <laughs> clearly we're taking this whole thing way too seriously i say bring it on <laughs> they picked a perfect time to launch it because there's nothing else happening apart from spf's dad crying about his salary and orange juice futures ripping. but wait wait there's more there's more our favorite, favorite crypto influenza was begging for money yesterday, which was just absolutely the most ridiculous thing I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Yes, we are talking about Bat Boy and his video about people must donate money to him because he's had it really, really tough and someone took his Lambo and now we need to feel sorry for him. I tell you what, mate, watching that video, I got so freaking angry about it because, like, dipshit, well, obviously, dipshit, but I put his wallet on there and, like, literally, I sat there writing the newsletter, like, la di da. And I, I was watching it just like completely moonshoot. Um, and as of yesterday, uh, at peak, like, people who donated him 115,000 United States dollars. That is a hundred. You can make a hundred K in crypto in less than 24 hours by just asking for it online. Now, could you imagine if I put a wallet address out there? Yeah. Saying like, I helped Dan get out of his mum's basement, like send shekels and shillings. Could you imagine that? How much money would I get? Probably nothing, but still. Uh, <laughs> how, much, um, how much has he got donated now? Right now, because people sent him shit coins and they've nuked, so he's now on 89,000. But still, 89 grand in a day that's not bad for a fucking like 90 second, like, oh, please help me. Oh, fuck off. Actually, that's a great idea. I'm going to send him those tokens that are sitting in my wallets that are absolutely useless that have gone to zero. Thanks for that. That's a great idea. He'll be my burn wallet. Send him some USDC through Tornado Cash so that wallet gets blacklisted for using Tornado Cash. <laughs> <laughs> but you should really see some like you should see <clears throat> some of the NFTs people have sent him. Somebody sent him a tubby cat. Somebody sent him like bitch tits ENS. ENS. You've got you've got bitbum is another ENS, and somebody sent him like an Arby babes. Oh it's my so god, funny. that is you know hysterical. You know the you know the crew have effectively flipped like kicked him off this the channel and the publication yeah. and all that shit so uh, i think they're just as sad as him like they've they've kicked him off he's sprang up his own new channel <laughs> it's actually quite funny so he posted like a screenshot of his live stream with four and a half k watching and then the guy who's taken over him and it's got like 819 watching um, and he said, if a stream happens in the forest and there's no one there to watch it, did it even make a sound? <laughs> Which I thought was quite fucking funny. <laughs> so obviously, um, you know, that's that's been quite funny to watch. But yeah. Well, I think, you know, the, the, the lesson with this whole 
this with this fool and this clown is. I mean, he is the court jester. At the end of the day, that's the role that he's now, you know, taken. It's his. There's no getting away with it. You know, kind of like that funny hat and the tight outfit. That's that's who he is now. And the lesson is that, and we've spoken about this before. You, this whole this whole space. You're not bigger than this whole space. Not a single person will ever be bigger than this whole space. And you need to actually understand that. And if you don't, <laughs> life, as you said in the post yesterday, Grant, life comes at you fast. And in this case, I don't think there's been the rise and fall of this of anyone in this space like it has with this guy. And, and, and it's just, I mean, he probably will recover and you'll probably be back in the next pool and doing the same thing and people will be sending him money and doing all this kind of stuff. But he will forever be the court jester. That will never, ever change. No matter how much money he makes, he he is the ultimate clown. There's you know what's happened clown. now with him? He has been gifted a six-figure lifeline from the community. Now, he obviously likes attention, and there's obviously like a psychological reason for that. Maybe he's like lonely or whatever, whatever. But he has been gifted a six-figure lifeline. Now, you take six figures into a country where literally a dollar will buy you like half a day's like living. Mate, it, it, the smart thing for him to do would just be to like disappear and go away and like literally like, I don't want to say live in the Bahamas because whatever, but like go live in like a really nice, chill, cheap place away from everyone. Just fucking like leave everybody alone. And you know what? You know, just enjoy what, Enjoy the you know the the, the time you've got because I could imagine like if he went to some kind of like crypto conference, and this is always probably like an interesting thing. Like if these people who have larped on and like scam people go to these crypto conferences, you 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 just imagine them like getting just like clunked one, eh? Especially someone like him. I, I think he's still got control over a shitload of his money, and I think he's probably just using it to. Well, his track yeah. record and his behaviour is 100 percent indicative of exactly what you just said there's no ways there's just no ways that he's being truthful i don't think he's ever been truthful and never will be truthful he's incapable of it um you know it's just when did he ever like do anything positive for anybody else except himself i don't think he has uh you know he might think he has but this is all about it's his show um and it's just, it's. I actually think it's pretty cool that there has been some karmic retribution here, um, <laughs> irrespective of whether he's fucking laughing it. I think that Mate, he blamed it, bro. He blamed it on diet pills, bro. Diet pills that's got green tea extract in it, mate. No green <laughs> tea extract ever made a man go and cheat on his wife, yeah. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> so, moving on to the second biggest, or maybe the biggest clown in the full industry not directly but indirectly so zero x never going to make it from tfi llama has raised concerns around one of the largest holders of die is actually richard hart who owns a shit ton of die and he's concerned how, how, that much, die? how much die does he own 11.3 percent of the die supply 430 million that's huge yeah yeah wow and, and it's now backed by hex 
so what are the so what are the ramifications of that i mean what are the scenarios that can play out with that he well there isn't enough liquidity to sell into that could take it all <laughs> if you wanted to sell it so i don't wow. know you shouldn't it gets it gets funky doesn't it because it's completely immutable and permissionless to actually to use die so die is probably one of the most it is one of the most like kick-ass stables out there isn't it in many ways it's the best it's the best decentralized stable coin there is like it's well, been yeah. through everything it's been through everything i mean and it's the longest it's been around the longest hasn't it i think it was even around before yeah. usdt and D usdc die was proposed in 2015 there we go and yeah, okay. and, and released in 2017 mm -hmm. just with eth backing and then it went to have multi collateral backing like forever on after there was like a big flash crash in 2018 so you know, it's like it is a bit concerning and probably never gets brought up, but fuck knows. What do you do? I'm gonna send There's him back and convert it to USDC, is he? There's no ways he'll do that because as soon as he does that, that exactly. in his mind, is, absolutely, but in his mind as well, because despite his failings, and there are many, the one thing he is very aware of is the importance of decentralization and particularly the importance of die there's a reason why he's holding it that much of it um because he knows that you just can't fuck with die really um you'd have to shut DeFi down and that ain't gonna happen my question would be like how how would he off-ramp that and like where would he even like no ways off -ramp that? no off-ramping that that's been one of no the way. contentious issues that that eric who has obviously criticized well he's basically like showing the failings of hex um along the way and he spoke about one of the biggest problems that that um richard has is experiencing is that he's got all these billions but he can't actually take it past a certain point he can only get so much art and then that money is effectively useless. So he can live a good life, he can do all of that stuff, but he can't really build substantial wealth outside of the DeFi space because of the constraints that he has on, on off-ramping. I mean, I've never actually like tried to off-ramp die. Like I've never personally like full transfer, so I've never actually used it or transacted with it. Would you just like, and it's probably a really dumb question, but I know there's somebody else like me out there gonna ask it. Can you off ramp die in exactly the same way as like and the same route as USDT, USDC? Yes, 99% of places, yeah. Yeah. It's the same story. And even, and even your self custody, self custodial cards like a uh, holy held or whatever, you can load your holy held card with die and it'll just convert it after you the see, transaction. There, there is there is a limitation though in terms of how much you can move around that's the problem um and that's what you know as eric will eric will said so if, if you guys don't know what we're talking about we're essentially talking about richard hart who's the who's the founding the founding 
founder, father of Hex, and Eric Wall, who's quite a big critic of, well, I think he's Richard's biggest critic, um, has pointed out the failings of having all this kind of like value in DeFi um, and not being able to actually access it outside of DeFi. And that's why Richard goes and buys all those expensive things and, you know, pays for expensive hotel rooms. But there's only so much things you can buy with a credit card um, or a debit card in this case. I wonder if it's if he's got the dice stacked and in the yield. Surely not. <laughs> Don't know, I'd need to look into the wallets and the, the addresses, but it's absolutely fucking ridiculous, isn't it? How did he ever Dude he, he ended he up getting it off? Dude, he got people to sacrifice $980 million for Pulse. People sent Jesus. him. Sent him every coin on every chain over a three-month period, and he just accumulated AVAX, Optimism, you name it, Phantom, you name it, dude. He collected it. And he just collected and he collected and he collected. $980 million. Uh, Obviously a good marketer then. You know the SEC are after him now. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Hilarious. He'll go away for a very long time if they catch him. I think again. I think he... another person who's got like not he's got nine figures in the bank. Obviously, can't touch the 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 majority of it. But somebody else who would probably do with like letting his ego go like deflate for a little bit and literally just like go completely missing new name new identity new place new space unless the sec's <laughs> taking his passport then i'd probably suggest going to find a fucking like little richard, uh, canoe has, boat. richard he's been living abroad for ages he's only gone back once to the state states and that was where's he live? mom i think his mom was unwell i think he spends a lot of time in europe it seems i mean he landed up debating eric wall I think it was in, in in Sweden somewhere, or maybe Croatia. They did like this live debate. It's actually worth watching if you haven't seen it. It's actually really worth watching. Um, Eric basically buries him in the shallow grave, in my opinion. Uh, it was pretty brutal. <laughs> I wouldn't want to debate Eric anyways. I think Eric is just just way too articulate. Some um, people just tie you up in knots on any topic. He is. They're just like yeah, he, generally good at leads you down into little traps and then fucking set traps for you and shit. Correct, yeah. It's fascinating so skill, think, that. Such a good skill. Yeah, Eric is very good at that. So um I don't know where that I don't know how that plays out for, for for Richard Hart, but I think Richard will just fight fight that whole thing until the till the cars come home. I mean he's got the money. So I mean he's got four hundred and thirty two million. That we know of and die. Imagine what he's got stashed in others. He's probably got like a billion dollars in Bitcoin. It wouldn't surprise me, to be honest, even though he is critical of Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, so some actual news. Did, is there any? <laughs> Sester's back, isn't he? You know Sester how much I hate. Back. You know how much I hate that that wag me word. I think it's the most pathetic phrase ever coined in in crypto. And then he would choose that, you know. And it's kind of like out of principle. I mean, if you're buying something like wag me, just know you are going to get wrecked. <laughs> but that's why. You should, well, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> that's why I probably would buy it. 
personally, not financial advice. Obviously, not in this market anywhere because this market's just going to fucking destroy everyone. But in yeah. if it was twenty twenty one again, yeah, absolutely. 2021 yeah, conditions, was, then yeah. If it was twenty twenty one conditions, naming it wag me, that thing probably would have reached one hundred and fifty billion market cap in less than two weeks, <laughs> without even flinching. <laughs> just go straight up. Straight up, yeah. It would be vertical. It wouldn't even be parabolic. It would be like literally straight up. <laughs> no one would sell. Breaks a hole on top of your laptop screen. But market is but yeah, really taking a, taking serious amounts of beating at the moment. Um, it almost feels like we are preparing for Armageddon like in, in the purest form towards the end of the year um, and leading up into the next harvening. And it's just playing to the script book exactly like it has in the past before. We've seen the show before, gentlemen. It's no different. It's disgusting. It's so bad at the minute. There's no point doing anything. All hope is lost. Pivot to AI. The only thing we can do right now, and this definitely is financial advice, is to watch the rugby and to cheer on whichever team you think has the biggest pair of legs. Come on, just, just show your team, man. Just show them. The Springboks, dude. Current world champions. The only one, the only team that's standing in the way are the Irish. Everyone else is cannon fodder. You said the English really. are going to do well. They are going to do well. Their bracket is... They're playing the cynical, like, kicking game, which... Everyone criticized the Springboks for doing in past World Cups and now the English are doing. And guess who the biggest critics were? The English. And now they're playing the same <laughs> game plan. It's fantastic. <laughs> Can't beat them, join them. <laughs> I think England have got a very good chance to get to the final. I'd like, like to see us, us play you again. In the final. That'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be sick. Another one like that. You know, the Irish will be absolutely devastated. They will cry. The French will cry croissants, literally. <laughs> um so, we got so I, else to actually talk about. how would you guys <laughs> how would you guys feel about 1100 eth yeah that'd be nice what for would you buy it if it went to 1100 or would you get scared like be honest yeah i'd shit myself yeah i'd shit myself so you know what I've done? I've put in buy orders. I've done it, and I'm not going to fucking turn them off. And if it goes below... Oh, mate. Mate, you're the one that's tanking the market, mate. Like, your order is so fat that you are literally, like, honing the whole market down. No, dude, my order's tiny, bro. Wow. I wish it was fat. Mate, we're going to get I a wick I need at least another 16 be cycles before I can have that effect. Ah, you bastard. <laughs> I'll be 125, dude, and then I'll be putting those fat bids in. But then by then, ETH will be at like probably $500,000 and Bitcoin will still be at 25. <laughs> mate, the way it's, the, mate, the way it's going, like, I generally wouldn't be surprised if you see like at least a 1,300 ETH on the chart, like bouncing that region. Would not be yeah. surprised at all. That, that 1,100 does look in play, doesn't it? 15 has lost... Last line of defense at 15, then it's fucking lights out, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for playing. Yeah, I think it's, <laughs> there's a very good chance that we're going to see 1100 
Um, I prefer not to, but I think it's just kind of preordained in terms of how this whole halvening story works. Um, yeah, and I still think we're on track for a 4200 uh, SMP or at least a bounce and retest there. I had a chart like from ages ago and I just drew a few squiggles and I was just bored one evening and unfortunately is gravitating uh, to that kind of level. So I really wouldn't be surprised, you know, and then and then if it bounces there, then everybody like, oh, secular ball, let's go, keep going. We're, we're on for a 6,000 end of year SMP, uh, which are, well, it's not 6,000, but a lot of people have been saying like a, a 5,000 SMP towards end of year early next year, which is interesting. I've got four, 4,370, 4,280 and 4,162. But yeah. We'll see. It just looks awful. <laughs> it's trading like CZ's about to get. But you know, you know what we, you know what we missed out on. It was actually a really interesting post on Twitter um, of Mister Sifu with a twenty million dollar notional short that he opened true. At around sixteen forty. At sixteen forty, and you know, someone you know took the opportunity to kind of like have a little bit of a, I don't know, a little bit of a, a dig at the fact that Sifu was a gambler and the whole thing. And then like the guys who do know, he, he's not a gambler. Like the dude does not gamble. He's not the kind of guy that's going to go and open a short if no, he doesn't have side. some, not a freaking chance, guys. Like the guy's got a 10x freaking short open for 20 million notional. He knows what's going on. He, he's and then so I'm like thinking this, literally like six hours later, he posts and says, "Listen, yeah, guys, I've got I've got a heads up on something. I've got my short open. I don't gamble. This is this is what's going on." And then he obviously got called out. Yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, guys, if I look at the price right now, he's doing pretty well on that short right now. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, it's just really interesting in terms of like kind of like information and then information and then you know don't listen to what people say, listen look at what they do. Um twenty million dollar notional is definitely a do. So take that information and use it at your own discretion, gentlemen. What was he what was it what did he open at? I think it was at sixteen forty, sixteen thirty-eight, somewhere around there. I'm not entirely sure. Um, I think if you did a search on Twitter, it will come up. Um, so he's made a good chunk of change overnight, didn't he? Already, yeah. But I'm sure he's it's going to carry on. And I don't think he does. I really don't. Do you have the, the Kajonis to go and open a 20 mil long? No, definitely not. I'll just sit and, and watch it all unfold. Mate, all looks like he's going Goblin Town right now, anyway. I think the only thing that's doing well, I think you picked, picked up this morning was IMX. But IMX is going to retrace. I really don't see it going back up again unless there is really like something that's coming on the horizon that no one knows about. Yeah, our article tonight. <laughs> our article? Yeah, so we, we are putting out an article on IMX. Those, those guys have... They've killed the whole gaming thing. They're basically setting themselves up for the next cycle. I mean, they're like you know, just sat waiting. They in are in great position. 
they're the picks and shovels of the gaming, like the Web3 gaming takeoff, aren't they? So people don't, you know what? People don't even realize the extent of how much of the picks and shovels they've put in place for this whole thing. Like it's actually ridiculous. But like this passport thing, like everything that they're doing is so deliberate. I'm actually going to be interviewing them next week. I'm looking forward to it. Um, if I can just get fucking some time. out over that one, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna love that. You know, they like they said to me, "Can you send some questions through?" And I'm like, "No, we're just gonna chat. <laughs> I need to send any questions through. We're gonna chat." And they obviously like this big corporate entity, and it's like it's got to be like. And I'm like, okay, I suppose I'm gonna have to put some questions across, but I think that's gonna be a cool discussion. Um, I'm, I'm gonna send say, like, your, uh, oh. send them that. What was it? Were you in what? What magazine was it in? Enemy or some shit? Which one was Back it? In the, day? the magazine article, the ma- magazine feature that you're in. Just send them oh, that, that to. One. I don't yeah, need yeah. questions, bitch. I don't need <laughs> questions. Doing this longer than you've found it. So, um, yeah. What, what were you gonna say, Dan? Let's just say, like, I think I both IMX and AVAX are positioned themselves real well within yeah. the gaming space for it because. If you look at the actual games that are being built there now, they're AAA games, but the kind of AAA mm-hmm. games that are built on top of blockchain, not, hey, here's a token or an NFT, like go buy a land sale. It's like, look, this is an actual game. It just so happens to be built on, on blockchain. Now, you want to know how gaming is going to onboard the millions? Well, it's going to be through people like Dr. Disrespect or like the FaZe Clan or, you know, maybe Optic Gaming playing the game people knowing that it's built on the blockchain and then idiots like us who love video games and love just watching people play games as much as playing games get a little bit interested We're like oh what's this what's this avex thing what's this imx thing oh let me have a look at that and then that's how it uh, goes on the real value in, in blockchain gaming is ownership because you know the thing is that your world of warcraft account in its current form and i've I've got one. I mean, I'm sure you've still got yours somewhere lurking. And I've got mates of mine who still freaking play that game like 400 years later. And it's like they've got like max level characters um, and like literally dozens of them. But those accounts don't belong to these players. They belong to freaking Blizzard. If Blizzard says, listen, yeah, buddy, like you can't sell these characters. You can't do anything with them beyond your subscription service that you pay. You, you you'll get you'll get the account banned and you'll get banned like you you won't be able to play the game anymore under your your re, your real name because they've got all the, those details and what blockchain solves here is that it creates tradable own you own that asset it becomes yours and it's it's an asset because it's worth time and it's worth the fact that you spent 20 years of your life playing the game it's got a monetary value to it um and that's the beauty of blockchain. I mean, being able to trade your accounts, your characters, your items. I mean, it's it's super appealing. Um, I mean, that's how we created business out of this 20 years ago. And now individuals can do the same going into the future. So basically it becomes a real world digital asset. A will a proper world digital asset, not the the concept thereof, you know, that has intrinsic value based on time and however else you know, rare items and their value and taking the auction house within the game and putting it into the real world and allowing for that to happen and creating markets around that. I think it's fascinating. Always has fascinated me. Not one of the original, like, fake stories that Vitalik told about Ethereum. 
Well, it was because he had a warlock. He had a warlock in the game, but he didn't he didn't rage quit World of Warcraft because he couldn't own his warlock. He didn't like the rules that were confined to the warlock and the way that he had to play it. He wanted to play it differently. Well, then go could, roll something else, dipshit. He didn't want to do that. And then he fucking went and rolled Ethereum instead. Yeah, good trade-off. I'd have done the good same. Yeah. But I think, I mean, dude, Vitalik has introduced some fantastic ideas around like soulbound tokens. The whole idea about soulbound tokens came from a soulbound um, crystal that a warlock possesses in the game. And our soulbound token is your is your online identity, essentially. I mean, you wrote a paper on that. I mean, we know that Metis adopted that idea. But that's going to come back into the ETH mindset. You'll see it. I mean, in terms of online identity and ranking people according to the deeds that they do online, soulbound tokens are the way. It's something that will play a part in blockchain and blockchain kind of like hierarchy going forward, I think. Quest for Lab 3 is a soulbound token. And four Absolutely a soul. Yeah. Because we don't want people transferring ownership to people who actually want the lifetime access to research pass and have done the effort. So, Soulbound tokens are a big thing. Um, for it's especially for Vitalik's kind of like vision of how this whole blockchain diaspora looks like. And on that bombshell, when lot for I've just written it up so soon, but I'm not announcing it. And you want to be fast, so you best read the articles, read the newsletter, watch this, watch the YouTube because I'm not going to announce it on socials because there's so many people that want. The allow list and the whitelist, there's not enough NFTs, no one near enough. And yeah, so I, mean, I can't just announce it. it, has to be people who are just passively watching our, our stuff all the time who get the first nod to say it's live. So that's all I'll yeah, say. I mean, we, we're doing 400, 400 NFTs, and then we each getting 420. 420. That includes the ones that we're getting, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's no more. Yeah. We're not keeping so just, any for the team or anything. Yeah, Nothing so the like team's that. not the team's not keeping any, or we're not minting extra ones. Like every single NFT that gets minted on the day or during that period, that's it. We won't be dumping and doing all that kind of stuff that every single other NFT collection that has ever ever been minted. We won't be doing that. We'll be the only ones. But mine is the best. I've seen it better than all of yours <laughs> mine's the most jacked yeah. that's all we can say for now until i release it early next week and then we'll be where we go all right i need to jump off so on that bombshell see you all later see bye you bye. in the metaverse Ladies and gentlemen it's always good to see you even when there's no beers involved cheers everyone <laughs> take it easy